This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. I am Jay White, and for Kevin Farrell this morning, joining us today are both Dr. Nancy Lotridge Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. What's in the news concerning your personal finances in Mississippi? That's our topic today. This is your chance to ask questions about your personal money situation. We'll talk about what we know what is being suggested, and about what others are curious about. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Ryder. How are you? Good morning. It's good to uh, have both of you with us this morning. Uh, to refresh everyone's memory, we're still, we're, we are still under the Safer at Home Executive Order number 1477 that was extended and remains in effect until Monday, May 25th. Governor Tate Reeves is encouraging all of us to stay at home unless engaged in essential activities or essential travel. Nancy, what are some of the ways we could support the economy and purchase the things we need while still abiding by this directive? Well, certainly you can purchase things online, and I'm really encouraging folks to look for those small local businesses around you who could use some help. And some of those businesses are doing pretty well as they try to navigate this new normal. Um, I try to order from my local restaurants. Uh, They're doing curbside pickup. Some of our retail stores, bookstores, uh, those kinds of things are uh, available for curbside pickup as well as delivery. So try to spend your money there. They need the help. Absolutely. And it is interesting uh, that that this order remains in effect until the 25th. And uh, I saw on the news today that the casinos across Mississippi, uh, or at least uh, many of them on the coast I saw, are expecting to open Thursday. Uh, So that's those two things. And of course, no one's got a map for how to do this. it's, It's hard to hold anybody too accountable for how to handle this situation because there's no precedent for it. But those things almost seem to point in direct opposite uh, to each other. You would think so because a casino tends to be a large place with a lot of people around and you tend to be shoulder to shoulder at those slot machines or at the poker tables. Yeah, those those slots Um, aren't six feet apart. Odd. Yeah. Uh, Ryder, last Tuesday, the governor added some benefits for the unemployed. What were those? Yeah, so a lot of those were, you know, maybe extensions of whatever was joining um, the the kind of federal funding came with some extended benefits. They extend the amount of time most states allowed. Um, they eliminated the kind of one week one week waiting period uh, before you could start receiving them after losing your job, um, and, and that's all to kind of go along with that extra six hundred dollars that the federal government was supplying. Um, and that $600 extra, it, you know, it's still set to expire July 30th. Um, I know there are some efforts in Congress to extend that, you know, for the basically for the whole year. Yeah. Um, also, you know, you're not required. You, you used to be required to search for work while you're unemployed. Uh, of course, right now, the search <laughs> for work is is dangerous. And that's the whole point. Um, so you're not required to do that. That's been and a lot of these. Again, you know, they were put in place initially um, with the federal support. And um, Tate Reeves has extended them. Um, they've also kind of interestingly, they've suspended uh, collecting delinquent payments for taxes. So if you're late on your taxes, they're not going to garnish your unemployment to get those, which is nice. 
Um, and they've also one thing I'm 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 quite interested in. It, it kind of goes two ways, but they've raised the earning allowance from forty dollars to two hundred. Um, so that earning allowance is how much money are you allowed to make before it's a dollar for dollar reduction in your weekly benefit. And it used to be forty dollars, which is just. I mean, it's kind of laughably small. Yeah. Um, it's now two hundred dollars, which is it's decent um, because you know, especially for low wage employees, that's a couple of days of work, and it's really encouraging folks uh, to kind of they can get back to work. They can help these businesses get back to work with some of these smaller tasks that maybe they can just do on a very part-time basis. We're going to need a lot of people standing at doors, making sure there's not too many people in the store. We're going to need a lot of people sanitizing surfaces. We're going to need a lot of people doing these small, smaller temporary jobs, um, you know, that don't require a lot of training. And so that's going to let encourage more people to who are are receiving uh, unemployment benefits they can do a couple of days of work still receive their full benefit it's kind of a win-win for them Um, as long as they're not exposing themselves i think that's a good idea Jay, let me jump in, too, because this um, also expanded beyond people who had jobs that paid into the Employment Security Commission, and um, it covers independent contractors, self-employed people. So I'm encouraging a lot of people who would normally think about filing for unemployment. If you've lost some sort of income, but even part-time work that you had or occasional work that you did that has suddenly dried up, go ahead and apply. Apply, and you're going to qualify. The minimum benefit on the state side is $106 a week. But if you qualify for that, you automatically get the 600 a week. And that's what people really need to be going after at this point to get some help in all of this. Now, the confusion is going to be that when you're dealing with the employment security folks, they're used to talking to people about, well, what's on your W-2? And if you're self-employed, you don't have a W-2. And, um, you know, you function a little bit differently, but it's out there for you. Please apply. I have helped some people do this, even people who just did uh, part-time tutoring lessons, those Mm. kinds of things. If that's gone, file. And also, it's important to know that, uh, you know, if you have a full-time job and a part-time job, that you're still eligible to uh, participate on behalf of that part-time job that you may have lost or, or something like that. So that's that's very Ab- important. Absolutely. And, Correct. And even a full-time job where your hours have been cut, you are eligible to participate. Yeah. Now, Ryder mentioned that, you know, they're not asking you to be showing you've been out there actively looking for work, but you still have to certify every week and go through and answer those questions to keep those weekly amounts coming to you. Harry and Lois, hang on just a second. But this is an important question that we've taken. If, if you have answered the phones for any of the call-in shows at MPB, you've taken multiple of these questions specifically. I understand last week the show had some calls asking about a second stimulus or economic impact payment. Is there any news on that going forward? Well, we do have one bill that was passed by the House called the HEROES Act. 
Um, it has a lot of goodies in there, but I don't think it's going anywhere right now because, of course, the Senate has to approve this. And so the two parties have very different ideas about what we would do going forward. We are going to be hearing from Jerome Powell, who is the uh, Federal Reserve Chair. Um, he'll be for, before Congress today. The Treasury Secretary Mnuchin will be before Congress. Powell is going to say we need more help. We need additional stimulus um, passed by Congress, and uh, we're just waiting to see what that's going to be. We're hoping that there will at least be extension of these expanded unemployment benefits. There is talk of additional one-time payments. You know, we had the 1200 per person that um, went out. A lot of people still haven't received that yet, but there's talk of additional payments. It is interesting, uh, and, and I've, I've been, again, asked when answering the phones for our call-in shows, you know, what is the process? And I, I tell people, you know, my mother, uh, who is retired, got hers almost immediately. Uh, my father, who is uh, retired, military uh, disability, has not gotten his yet. And so, I mean, what's the explanation? Who knows? But again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it because, again, I don't, I don't know. There's no precedent for how to handle this thing on a federal level with so many people involved um, and just so many different stories and situations. All right, let's take our first caller before we take our first break. We have Harry in Vidalia, Louisiana. Harry, good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead. Okay, I'm canceling 26% interest credit card debt, and with our business being closed during this uh, crisis, it's very difficult now for me to even make those minimum payments. I called once a while back about lowering that rate, and they said they were in the middle of a business cycle and couldn't do it. And imagine that any time you call, they're going to tell you that. I get offers from other companies for very, very low rates. Is that something that I should look at doing is transferring that debt to a different credit card company? Uh, hey, Harry. Yes. And um, <clears throat> you you have a you have a number of options uh, with that. You know, obviously, you've done the first thing, which I always recommend is just call your credit card company and see if they will lower your rate. Um, if they're just flat out refusing, uh, then if you have good credit, this usually takes fairly good credit. There are balance transfer cards, which allow you kind of, you know, sometimes they have a promotional rate as low as 0% interest and sometimes have no fees to transfer a balance. And what happens is essentially you apply for that card, you get a card and they send you some checks and you can just write a check to pay off that old card. And I've seen these balance transfer deals go out as long as I think 18 months. So, you know, say you have $18,000 of credit card debt, you know, you could pay that off a thousand dollars, you know, if you could pay it off a thousand dollars a month. It, at a minimum, it gives you some breathing room. It's it's a different. It's a that's a similar finance uh, option, but you know, just going to a different company for it. Um, I will say, watch out on balance transfers. They often charge about three percent of your balance to do that, um, and it's going to be very important that you have a plan for paying that off, uh, because again. You know, that, that interest rate is just going to jump up to 26%, you know, uh, after, you know, however many months plus a day. And then you're going to have to owe a ton of interest if you don't, haven't got that paid off. Okay. How can you be assured that who you're dealing with is going to be legitimate? Uh, well, I, I mean, I would deal with, you know, 
credit card companies that are already uh, legitimate. Uh, so, for instance, one of the you know large banks, and, and large banks are the ones that usually offer these best deals. Um, you know, you can work with you know a bank you already work with, and one of the most common uh, transfer cards I've seen is actually a Chase Bank card. Um, they usually target folks with a little higher um, uh, credit score than most, but they also offer some of the best deals. And I, I mean, you know, Chase Bank, you know, it's part of JP Morgan. It's one of the largest uh, banks in America. Um, doing, you know, so with credit cards, customer service um, and kind of that sort of legitimacy, their ease of dealing with them is always an issue. Um, so, like I said, Chase, they have a very good reputation. They're very large. Um, American Express uh, handles the distribution of basically all their own cards. I don't know that they offer many good balance transfer deals. Um, but you can shop around before you, uh, before you commit to any of those cards. For sure. And Harry, okay. I would say to you that the big concern in the middle of all of this is that if you don't make your payments, then you hurt your credit. And certainly that could happen. I think these are not normal times. And um, I think most credit card companies are expecting those phone calls from people saying, I, I don't have income, I can't make my payments. And what we're hearing is that they are delaying reporting on late payments and missed payments. And um, they're being a little bit more forgiving. I think once the dust clears, I think this period of time is going to maybe even be carved out in some way or adjusted in some way to account for um, so many people having trouble maintaining their credit. And, and I will also say, um, you know, if you if you own your home uh, and can do refinancing there, you know, there are other uh, resources you have, um, but getting rid of that high interest debt is going to be uh, very important. All right, Harry, thanks for the call this morning. Right across the bridge in Vidalia right there. We appreciate that. If you have a question for our experts, send us an email to money at mpbonline.org. We'll continue our discussion of what's in the news after the break. Would you like some suggestions on how to make some money during this pandemic? We'll give you some tips right after this timeout. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests in the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Listening to Money Talks, our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear 
past Money Talks broadcast. You can also download the MPB Public Media app free in the iTunes and Google Play Store and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. If you're looking for some ways to make some money, consider online tutoring sites like Chegg, I hope I'm saying that right, or VIP Kid, selling handmade products such as jewelry or greeting cards or anything else under the sun on Etsy. Um, and, and what about delivering food for DoorDash or Grubhub? Uh, even if we're not in a situation like this, those are some interesting ways to make some more money. So uh, uh, you can uh, look at those things if you're trying to find some any kind of way to make a little bit more money to sustain yourself just a little bit more during these times. We're going to Lois Equipment here in just a moment. But before we got too far away uh, from uh, the second stimulus or economic impact payment um, topic that we covered just a little bit last segment, I wanted to ask you guys a pretty general question. But again, I have like a fourth grade finance education, so you guys can help me out. And you've probably talked about this already. But what are the worries about inflation? We're, we're it seems like we're having to dump tons of money into the system without much um, while we're kind of in an economic freefall because of the way this thing is happening. Is there concern about that? And, and how do you handle a situation like this? Yeah, well, I so think that's going to be something we'll deal with later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, certainly we're seeing rising prices in groceries. Um, they have gone up dramatically because we're all buying out the groceries uh, that we can, but other things are seeing declining prices. And um, it's the reason when we get ready to calculate the cost of living for Social Security in the fall, there may not be a cost of living adjustment because when we parse all of this, we might find that altogether we are not seeing inflation. Um, later on, we're going to worry about this because later on when demand comes back and the real concern is demand is going to come back while we are all just loaded down with debt, which means interest rates are going to start to rise and that debt is going to cost us more and more and inflation comes into play because now we're all back out there. That could be the problem. Ryder, you had yeah. some thoughts there? Yeah, so there's the kind of real basic argument for inflation or lots of inflation coming is that there's lots more dollars chasing the same goods. And, you know, especially with the size of these, um, you know, the fiscal stimulus and the size of the monetary stimulus, there's just a lot more money out there. And it's chasing approximately the same goods or actually it may be even chasing fewer goods now, obviously, with the decline in economic activity. Activity. Um, but, you know, one thing to remember as well is, you know, it's when you're looking at the, you know, consumer spending, you know, the demand from consumers, it's not like it's not like consumers are out there demanding more money, uh, demanding more goods right now. In yeah. fact, we're demanding a lot less. And you know, when the economy, you know, does recover, you know, and everyone's kind of back at earning at full capacity and whatnot. It's not, again, necessarily that we're just going to be demanding a lot more. You know, we're not going to be eating, you know, more groceries than before. We're not going to necessarily be going to restaurants more than before. Um, so we may not, I mean, again, like Nancy said, you know, on the whole, you know, especially with our, you know, again, our, our economy is, is very, you know, very much consumer driven, um, you know, consumer 
prices, you know, consumer behavior may change some. Um, you know, consumer demand for various goods may change some, but on the whole, we may not see a huge amount of um, of inflation in that way. You can call us. Hey, one- I was really surprised in looking at um, the retail numbers from last month, and we saw a drop in retail spending of 16.4%. You start to dig into that, of course, you see groceries up like 25%. Clothing down 78% because, you know, we're all sitting around in sweats right now. Because we're all on on Skype calls, so we don't have to, you know, people aren't wearing pants to meetings anymore. So that's half your clothes right there. But I did my hair this morning, Ryder. At least I did that. Oh, um, but, but at least you didn't have someone else do it for you, see? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, And you start to dig in that. The surprise in all of that was home stores, because when I pass or go through the Lowe's or the Home Depot, it looks like everybody is doing home projects now that they're home. But do you know that their sales declined 3.5%? That's much less than overall. But still, that was a surprise. Let's go to the phones. We have Lois Equipment. Lois, good morning. Good morning. I, I good listen morning. to y'all every day. And um, I just had a question. I've been trying to get an answer. Is people on Social Security going to get another stimulus check? We don't know, Lois. Now, have you gotten one check? Yes. All right. So you've gotten the $1,200 that was part of the CARES Act. There is a proposal to send out more, and it's in the HEROES Act. The HEROES Act passed the House of Representatives. I don't think it's going to go anywhere in the Senate. There's going to have to be a compromise. So we're just waiting, just like you're waiting. We're all waiting to see what's happening. I would say pay attention to the news. Um, listen to what's happening out there as far as any new payments. Um, I suspect there's going to be additional amounts. Anything else, Lois? Yes. Y'all were talking about groceries being higher. You're right. My sister and I stopped by the store in Waynesboro, and normally we were just going to get a small pack of hamburger meat, and it's normally $7. Yesterday, it was $21.38 for that little bitty pack. Wow. 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 Yeah, that's what we're seeing across the board. And in particular uh, with meat, because we've had so many outbreaks in these meat plants and those are shutting down and we're concerned about Mm. um, the supply chain when it comes to meat. So that is happening even more so with that product. But from $7 to $21, that's a mighty big jump. Needless to say, well, I, I don't know if my, if my husband can go vegetarian, but, you know, uh, it could get rather expensive around my house. <laughs> All right, Lois, we appreciate the call this morning. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We have Greg, who's on the road. Greg, thanks for calling. Uh, thank you for taking the call. Uh, I'll ask a question just a moment, but in response to your gentleman about meat, uh, one of my relatives owns a meat market. And she just got a load of meat in. I was talking to her yesterday. The ground meat, her cost on it went up a little over $5 a pound. Wow. And wow. So uh, my question to you was the uh, wife and I are both on Social Security. She works um, uh, part-time paying houses. I was listening to some of the comments on unemployment. 
which I didn't think she'd qualify for the other one before, but last year she was working full-time on cleaning uh, uh, houses, and she dropped back where she started to go like Social Security. Didn't know whether she'd be eligible for the unemployment, since she was still cleaning some houses. Greg, has she lost work because of the coronavirus? Yes. Okay. If the answer to that is yes, she's lost income and she would qualify. So I would encourage her to go online and uh, to the Mississippi Department of Employment Security and file and um, just see what happens. Uh, again, the minimum payment per week from Mississippi is 106. The maximum is 235. But even if you just qualify for the minimum, you are going to get that extra 600 a week now through July 31st. So go ahead and do that, and, and uh, you will just need to look back at what she normally would be making, even if it's just part-time, and what the change has been there. Do you know if that would apply also for Georgia? Because we actually live in Georgia. I have to be traveling to Mississippi right now. Yes, uh, yes I'm, I'm pretty sure it does. I'm pretty sure it does. Uh, okay. And again, you're pointing out that every state manages its own um, unemployment payments and its own system. So you're going to have to go through the state where you are paid in order to apply for that. I understand that. So I just didn't know if that was a general uh, ruling or whether it's state by state. Okay, I appreciate it. It should work. It should work across the board. Okay. Yep. All right, Greg, we appreciate the call this morning. Uh, let's go back to the phones, and we have Henderson, who is in Canton. Henderson, good morning. Let's go back to the phones, and we have Henderson. I was calling. Henderson, if you will, uh, turn your radio down uh, first before we get going. Henderson, if you will, uh, turn your radio down uh, first before we get going. I'm having deja vu. <laughs> yes. Go right ahead, man. Yeah, I was just calling. I'm kind of confused here about the uh, stimulus pay. I'm 65, and I had a gentleman to care of me on this taxes. And I've been hearing a lot of different things about people receiving, not receiving the stimulus pay because they was carried on someone else's taxes. And I'm kind of confused about it. I hadn't received mine yet, sir. Hello? And I, I believe, yeah. I believe oh. Henderson, that um, if you're a dependent on somebody else's taxes, I don't think you qualify. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. All right, Henderson, yep. we, we appreciate the call this morning from Canton. And, and that does bring up another issue that a lot of folks had, <clears throat> uh, particularly if you went to a – um, you know, a, a tax filing, you know, that they, they pop up every year uh, in January for tax filing season. And they're like, you know, we'll do your taxes for a hundred dollars or, um, you know, things like that. Those are just this kind of fly by night uh, tax shops. Um, sometimes how they do the payments is, you know, they will provide you with an advance on your tax return, uh, particularly if it's going to be a large tax return, you know, they might advance you some percentage of it. And then your tax return will be routed through their bank account. Um, and, and so, 
you know, while in any normal year, you know, if you get your money, you get your money. I mean, again, these places do not often offer good deals, good prices, or good good financing terms. Uh, but if you get your money, you get your money. Um, obviously, this year with extra payments coming, those extra payments may end up getting routed through that uh, business. And I've heard of you know some people having issues with that. Um, you know, maybe they didn't have a bank account of their own and they were just relying on a check from that, from that place. And, you know, kind of hard to contact sometimes, especially if it was something you went to two years ago, uh, and, and, and don't necessarily can't necessarily reach them again. And we're also hearing about um, payments going to people who are deceased. We have a client who called us to say, oh, my goodness, um, his wife died in 2018. She was on the tax return in 2018, so he got a check for both of them, and he was concerned because even the check was marked that she was deceased, but they still sent it out, and he had concerns about spending that and so decided just to park her amount and wait for it to come through on his taxes uh, the next time around. We'll continue our discussion of this week's financial news in just a bit. And I've got some more money-making suggestions when we come back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is Money Talks, MPB's personal financial broadcast. Delivering groceries from companies such as Shipped or Instacart might help you earn some extra money since many folks are staying home more. What's in your home that someone else might want? Consider selling books on Amazon Marketplace or other items locally on Facebook Marketplace to earn extra cash. I'm Jay White, in for Kevin Farrell this week, along with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also hosts holds a certificate, easy for me to say, in investment performance measurement from the CFA Institute. I was just thinking how good I got through that the last time, and I think uh, I lost my concentration and stumbled through it this time. MPB loves partnering with Jay, you. Can I'm, Go ahead. Yeah. Can I mention one other possibility for extra earning? Uh-huh. Um, we really think at some point our states are going to be hiring tracers, people who will be then um, tracking down your contacts for anybody that tests positive. And I think it's Coursera, if I'm remembering right, I just read about this last week, that's offering a free course that is just the first um, step into saying you're certified to head down this road to be a tracer. And uh, it's something that most anybody can do. I think a lot of it just involves being on the phone and talking to people and uh, being able to ask them about their contacts and reaching out and then coming back and reaching out again. Um, those health departments will probably then have their own training courses, but to go through this Coursera will put you a step ahead. All right. Uh, appreciate that tip right there. we got a couple of callers on the line. Let's start with Lisa, who is in Strayhorn. Lisa, good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead. 
Um, my neighbor's 86 years old and received Social Security. She has not received her stimulus. What should she do? Uh, well, um, you know, kind of like we highlighted earlier, this is a, a huge, uh, cumbersome undertaking. Um, I believe that she can still check the status of her check on, uh, irs.gov slash coronavirus is where the IRS is kind of putting all of that information. Um, theoretically, if she is receiving it, uh, if she receives her AC, uh, her Social Security by just a regular bank deposit, uh, then she should have already received it. I think according to most of what I've read, uh, that being said, huge undertaking. It is not surprising that there are a lot of uh, problems coming up. I lost you for a minute there. I lost you for a minute there. Oh, I'm sorry. So, <clears throat> again, it's a huge undertaking. Uh, so it's not surprising that there's, you know, a lot of a lot of mistakes and a lot of gaps. Uh, but your first port of call is going to be the IRS website, irs.gov/coronavirus, is where they're moving all that information. You can check the status of her refund. Um, some folks have had a problem. You just just try. A lot of different ways to to, to is, check is that. Is your phone number? Because we don't have access to a computer. Oh my I, goodness! Um, they are actually on that part of the website. They say, "Do not call us." Okay, uh, you don't have access to a computer. Ever tried to call the IRS? You would understand why. Yeah, I, I can uh, imagine. Lisa, I can imagine. Yes, ma'am. Lisa, have you checked her bank account? Because yeah. I had somebody um, that we work with who she's older. Um, she doesn't go online to look at her bank account. She waits for a statement. The only thing she does is she calls the bank to find out what the balance is. And um, so she did not really realize she had gotten that stimulus payment until she got the physical statement. So I would say start there by looking at her statement, going back the next last couple of months. If you're having trouble to get my payment system, of course, it's online. If you don't have access, is there someone you could reach out to who does have access, who knows how to use the system, who can go online with you on the phone, with her on the phone to see if you can check this? But thank you so much. All right, Lisa, we appreciate Good luck. it. And again, um, um, a reminder, if that if that person that you're talking about is a dependent on someone else's return, then they're not going to get a check. Uh, so that's another thing. We don't think so. Okay, uh, thanks for the uh, clarification right there. Let's go back to the phones. We have Janet in Tupelo. Janet, good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead. Yes, my question is, I got a hurt. I needed to get some clarification. My husband has a part-time job. Did you guys mention something about him being able to apply for some sort of a help? Because uh, on a side, he does, you know, a few jobs, like mowing yards and all that stuff, but it's been very slow. Um, you know, a little bit of construction there on the side. And when we do our income tax, he does report that. But it's been very low. So can he still uh, apply for some sort of aid? I would encourage you to try. Now, understand, you may run into some roadblocks, and it's going to take extra effort um, in order to do this. I've worked with some people who've gone through this process. 
And, um, you know, if you can show on your previous year's income taxes that that income has been flowing through and that it has declined because of the virus, you should qualify. And in some cases, when I've worked with these people who are self-employed or independent contractors, part-time work, they do lessons, all kinds of uh, gig work, that um, it's difficult to explain to folks who are used to using W-2s how this works, but they are still pushing them through. And then sometimes they will get a notice saying, hey, you know, you don't qualify and you can appeal. And then suddenly the payments start coming. So try it. Um, You may end up spending hours on the phone or hours online trying to do it. But if you qualify, it is worth it. I will say for anyone with questions about the unemployment uh, system, the unemployment insurance, and especially the new benefits, uh, we did a show a number of weeks ago, maybe if Liz or uh, could chime in with what episode that was, with the Mississippi Department of Employment Security, two folks in charge of that. They were a wonderful resource of information, um, even though not not everything was in place at the time, um, but they're a wonderful resource for information on unemployment benefits in Mississippi. Um, and again, that's the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. Uh, so MDES is where you would go to look for that info. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right, Janet. We appreciate Good luck. The, yeah, we appreciate the call this morning. Um, we love partnering with you, Nancy and, and uh, Ryder and for Money Talks. You've provided some extra information for our uh, podcast listeners and those who go to our website. Nancy, you created some video content here recently. Tell us about the bonus content. Oh, gosh. Um, I, we had gotten a question uh, on the air with just a few minutes left in the show about, well, how do you create money? Because I had mentioned about the Federal Reserve creating money. And so I did a video. It's five minutes. And uh, thankfully, I have somebody I live with who's very good at uh, producing and directing. <laughs> and um, and it's called Magic Money. And uh, it's how they create money. Or we often will hear them say they print money. That's not really what happens. They create it out of thin air. So if you're interested, you can see that video. Five minutes. All right. Uh, we have an email um, with that in mind. Uh, this is from John. He says, uh, with all the trillions being spent on government ba- government bailouts and pandemic-related relief, what's going to happen to inflation and the value of the dollar? I asked this kind of similar question. Uh, would Americans' savings be wiped out? Could we possibly see a new currency to replace the dollar? Wow, Ryder, jump in. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> um, so, John. I mean, again, you know, that's going to that kind of basic argument, which, which we actually had a really big argument for that in, in um, after coming out of the last recession in 2008, 2009, which is basically uh, we have all this extra money, this volume of money for fiscal and monetary stimulus is huge. We have more dollars chasing the same goods, sure this will create inflation. Um, It didn't create inflation last time. We are dealing with a lot more money this time. Um, But again, you know, like I said earlier, you know, one of the things you need is a much bigger consumer demand to go along with that. Um, and, And do keep in mind a lot of the uh, a lot of this "quote unquote" bailout money, a lot of this monetary stimulus, is not necessarily just like printing money, throw it out into the economy, and let it ride. A lot of it is more along the lines of 
uh, temporary support for markets. This is getting a lot more arcane and a lot less interesting for everybody. But it's not just a permanent, you know, we're going to throw some cash in there and see what happens. Um, so there, and, and there is fear that, of course, if the U.S. dollar does have a huge amount of inflation, it's going to be less attractive for uh, foreign investors to park their money here. Uh, we've always been kind of a safe haven asset for a lot of folks around the world. You know, our stability and rule of law is super important in that. Um, inflation is somewhat a factor in that. Um, and if it were to happen, uh, then I would I would think we would have to have a pretty serious decline in the rule of law, which may or may not happen, and uh, for, for <laughs> that inflation to really be serious, and for our, us to lose the status of the kind of global reserve currency. All right. Also, understand that we um, the Federal Reserve can create money; they can also destroy money, and so they're going to be well, watching any of us for can inflation. Destroy money. Yeah, well, they make it disappear. And um, and so as inflation comes in, they're going to be watching for that. It's not going to be perfect. They are throwing everything at the wall right now to see what sticks. And that's exactly what should be happening. Consumer spending in our economy makes up about two-thirds of it. So when consumers pull in, the only thing left is for the government to step in the gap. And this is what they're trying to do. I'm more concerned that they're not doing enough at this point. It's going to take a lot to get us out of this. Once we get to that point and prices start to stabilize, demand starts to come back, then they're going to have to uh, destroy that money. They're going to have to cause interest rates to go up to slow it all down. Again, it won't happen perfectly, but I'm not that concerned at this point. All right. You can send us an email to money at mpbonline.org. Marsha and Jackson and Sue and Mantachi, hang on just a moment. Coming uh, after the break, we'll continue talking about what's in the news. I've got a couple more suggestions for making some extra money this summer. That's coming up next. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. You found our show, Money Talks. If you're looking for ways to supplement your income this summer, don't forget about offering uh, your services to neighbors, yards, yard maintenance, dog walking, or supervising children outside or in a park if you already have a relationship with the family. Uh, I'm Jay White here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Tap, portfolio, man- por- portfolio, man- off so great. portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Remember, every Tuesday at 10 a.m., you can 
listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. We want to remind our listeners, Governor Tate Reeves uh, has expanded social distancing guidelines for Atala, Leak, Scott, Jasper, Neshoba, Newton, and Lauderdale counties. Businesses in these counties must screen employees for coronavirus. People have to wear masks if they cannot social distance at their jobs, and masks must be worn during retail, live uh, auction, and flea market shopping. Very interesting. And then again, that is uh, Tala, Leak, Scott, Jasper, Neshoba, Newton, and Lauderdale counties. Let's go back to the phones. We have Marsha in Jackson. Marsha, good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. Uh, just something quick. You were t- speaking to the lady who needed to find out about her stimulus check or knew somebody who needed to find out. Uh, if if they do get into the uh, website, I just wanted to mention they need to have their adjusted gross income from either 2018 or 19. That's mm. I think that's the IRS way of identifying who you are. And I didn't know that, and I had to scramble to find it when I got in. I just everything else they'll know, but. You know, sometimes you got to pull out some papers and look at something. So I just wanted to, wanted to add that, and that's it. Thanks, Marsha. That's a good point. Thank you. All right, Marsha, thanks for the call from Jackson this morning. Uh, let's uh, stay on the phones, and we have Sue in Mantachi. Sue, good morning. Yeah, um, I am. My husband died two years ago, and I got a um, $2,400 stimulus check in the mail a week ago with a letter the next day following it saying I was get $2,400. However, my husband's name was not on there, and he's been deceased for two years. What I want to know is if they sent me the wrong amount. I'm legally blind, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I wanted to ask, are they going to want me to pay that back, the extra $1,200? I went ahead and cashed the check, but I wanted to know, was that a mistake? Sue, um, did your husband die in 2018? Yes. Okay, so they're backing up the 2018's tax return. And that's the reason you got double, because his name was still on there. Um, Just like what we had with a client who called and said, hey, my wife died and I got $2,400. My suggestion would be to you, don't spend the whole $2,400 because we're not sure what's going to happen. It could be when you do your taxes for 2020 that this gets backed out and you will owe it back. So be careful about that. Um, Having said that, I also said to him, if you don't, see that it has to come back then it's yours okay well i didn't hear that part because i was on hold so thank you so much for that i appreciate it good luck mm-hmm. Bye. all right sue we appreciate the call from mantachi this morning all right uh we got about 40 seconds before the music starts Ryder, uh in 40 seconds can you tell us what the financial markets have done in the last week or so uh, well, yesterday they were up a lot. There was information, uh, good information, positive information about treatments and a possible vaccine in very early stages of development. Uh, so the markets really liked that. Of course, they do like seeing the continuing reopening of the economy, um, getting people uh, back out there, spending and earning. And that is interesting. Again, uh, some of the, the news this morning was that uh, Mississippi casinos, uh, not all of them, but most all of them are going to reopen on Thursday, the 21st. So that still uh, counts as spending. That it absolutely <laughs> does. Uh, and again, please be careful and use common sense. If you're going to go to the casino, it's going to be 
some tight quarters. Those slots are not six feet apart. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio and is funded in part by the generous financial support of our listeners. To hear today's show or previous shows, visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to our podcast. Search for Money Talks. Today's show was produced by Liz Gill. The call screener was Michelle McAdoo. For Nancy, Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Jay White. Join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 